Welcome to the Christ Community Worship Service. Woo! Our in-person church services begin every Sunday morning at 11:15 a.m. We are located at 1281 Sheridan Street in the great city of Baldwin, Michigan. Now turn with me please to the 40th Division of Psalms verses 1 through 3. While you're finding our scripture, let me say this. A a psychology a psychology instructor had just finished a lecture lecture on mental health and was giving an oral quiz speaking specifically about manic depression the professor asked the question how would you diagnose a patient who walks back and forth screaming at the top of his lungs waving their arms in the air one minute and then sits in a chair weeping uncontrollably the next. A young man in the rear of the classroom raised his hand and answered, a basketball coach? We laugh, but the real up and down roller coaster of our emotions is a serious problem. Mild or severe Emotional meltdowns affects more people in our culture than any other emotional disorder. An estimated 30 to 40 million Americans, twice as many women as men, will experience depressive emotions at least once. It should not be surprising that the Bible has much to say about the ups and downs of our emotions. A thorough study would consume probably all of our sermons the rest of our lives. But Psalms 40 gives us solid counsel. So let's turn there now to the 40th division of Psalms, verses 1 through 3. I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of a desolate pit Out of the miry clay, he set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. Heavenly Father, we pray, O oh God, for everyone within the sound of our voice. We pray, O oh God, specifically for those that emotionally are in a pit right now. Oh God, we're encouraged because you are the God of deliverance. And we pray, O oh God, that as you deliver, you will give them a new song. God, we pray for your servant that your spirit would receive all the glory, that your spirit would blow up every word that has been prepared. We thank you for all that you have done and will do in Jesus' name. Verse 2a, he lifted me out of the desolate pit. Take your neighbor by the hand and say, neighbor. Neighbor. 
Get out of the pit. Take your other neighbor by the hand and say, neighbor, get out of the pits. <laughs> our children gave us our definition for the pits today. It's when we're stressed. Amen. And uh, of all the patterns of life stressors that reoccur, many of them are found in the book of Psalms. And the pattern for how to get out of the pits, I think, can be addressed in this psalm, where we find King David in the pits. Uh, it says that he is caught in a desolate pit and that he is sinking or stuck in miry clay. I looked up the way that this word is being used, desolate pit, and it refers in the original language to a roaring stormy wave. Wow, that's an unusual meaning for the word pit. I think of a pit of as a well or a cistern, uh, but it is as if David has fallen into a deep, dark well and plunged not into the clean, placid, cool water. We're used to getting out of our wells up here in Lake County, but it was like a roaring storm that met him at the bottom of this pit. And then we add the image of the mire and the mud, and these two things don't even go along together, but that's how we feel sometimes when our emotions are all over the place. Stuff that's not even supposed to be together. Woo, get together and we can't imagine that's 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 how David was feeling this is not uh when your emotions are off, off the chart you this is not a nice neat photograph that you want to show someone from your phone instead we have the image of sinking we have the image of not just sinking but sinking in sludge and we're going deeper and deeper and every time we try to get out it's like we're also dealing with roaring water or roaring emotions and then we cannot see because our eyes are closed and the children just showed you what happens when you can't see in front of you we feel helpless and we feel desperate and we feel hopeless and we feel like we're at our breaking point until we focus on what will give us our stability. Maybe that's the way the overworked executive feel. Oh my God, is that how I feel? Maybe it's the single, a single mother or a mother just in general that is exasperated because of all the responsibilities that are on her plate. Or maybe you've missed another deadline or it's the student in class that has too much uh, uh, homework coming at them at once. Or maybe it's a lingering illness or maybe it's an imminent attack from a power, powerful enemy. No matter what it is, we see ourselves in the pit with King David. Mm. So as we look and it says that the Bible says, um, I waited 
patiently for the Lord. He inclined to me and heard my cry. One of the reasons God heard my cry. One of the reasons God loves David so much is David was a man that knew how to cry. Psalm 6 and 6 says, I am weary with my mourning. Every night I flood my bed with tears. I drench my couch with my weeping. Psalms 56 and 8 says, Put my tears in a bottle. Are they not in thy book? But listen, beloved, make sure when you cry that you are crying to God. Amen. And that you are crying for more of God. Notice the inference that David draws in verse four. Blessed is the man who has made the Lord his trust and has not turned to the proud. Some will admit that they need help, but they seek help from the systems of this world and they seek help from everywhere else but God. I know I'm right. Psalms 118, 8 and 9 says, It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to take your trust in princes. Therefore, beloved, when you are in a pit, you do not just cry out to anyone. You cry out to God. And then, and then verse one, back to verse one. And then sister Tanya said this many years ago, then you wait. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You pray and wait. Uh, Verse one, I waited patiently for the Lord. The reason this is so important for us to hear is that this kind of waiting will guard our minds from doing something stupid, mm, doing something we shouldn't do. Uh, This kind of waiting will guard our mind from fear and anxiety and doubt. And while God helps us, we don't know how long we've got to wait um, because God does not work on our timetable. We can't draw deadlines for God. God hurries or takes his time as he sees fit. God knows the time for joy and truly will send it when he sees fit. In other words, waiting for the Lord is mostly what we do as Christians. Now, there are at least two essential elements in the way that we should wait with the king. Ah, two ways. Humility and hope. Ah. Psalms 37 and 9 says evildoers will be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord will inherit the land. Then in verse 11, the same promise is repeated. But in the place of those who wait, it says that the meek or the humble. In other words, only humble people will wait on God. Only humble people will not get ahead of God. Only humble people will not take things into their own hands. 
Secondly, those who wait patiently put their hope in God. Psalms 39 and 7 says, and now, Lord, what do uh, what do I wait? Mm. My hope is in thee. Mm. Now, listen to me, beloved. The soul who waits for God is not restless. Mm. The soul who waits for God is not impatient. The soul who waits for God is not like a weather vane, uh, pointing whichever which way the wind blows. But the soul who waits for God is like the deer that pants after the water brook. Uh, the Bible says in Psalms 42, and soul, David says, and soul, my soul pants after thee, O God. My soul thirsts for God the living God. Those who wait like David strain toward the moment for when God is going to come. I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know when God is going to come and answer my prayer. I don't know how long I've got to wait, but all of my focus is on God. I'm not looking at what's going on around me. I'm not worried about the threats that are coming from this world, but I know that when God comes, it will be the right time. And that's all that I know. And that is enough. Oh, yes, Hallelujah. Christ community, I have a word for you this morning. <laughs> when he comes. <laughs> I don't know when he's coming. Uh, but when he comes, uh, he is going to lift you out of that pit. Uh, verse 2 says, he brought me up out of the pit. Uh, he brought me up out of the miry clay. Uh, and he set my feet on a rock to, to stay. Uh, beloved, there is a big difference between quicksand where I'm sinking uh, and a rock where I can have security. Now, while you're in the pit, I know you have not forgotten God. I know you have not forgotten God. I know you have not stopped praying. I know you have not stopped hoping. Uh, but when he does lift you up, the awareness of his presence, uh, the comfort of his presence, uh, when we've been rescued and when we've been delivered uh, and when we've been destroyed, we got a running in our step. We've got a praise in our mouth. We are praising God for what he has done. And that's what David is saying. I'm having a praise and testimony service all by myself. David, why don't you testify? Why don't you testify, David? Psalms 30 and 2. Oh, Lord, my God. I cried to thee for help uh, and thou did heal me. Uh, oh, David, why don't you testify? Uh, Psalm 69. Oh, it may have been deliverance uh, where, G where David thanked God uh, because he delivered him uh, from all of my enemies. Uh, come, won't you testify, David? Uh, save me, oh God. Uh, those who hate me without a cause uh, are more than the hell 
hairs on my head. Those who would destroy me are powerful. Or it may have been David when he remembered the sin that God had saved him from. Why don't you testify, David? I don't even deserve to be in your testimony service because of the sin that I did with Bathsheba. But I testified and Psalm 51, uh, oh, be gracious to me, oh God. Uh, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. Uh, cleanse me from my sin. Uh, yes, it's my fault uh, that I'm in the pit, uh, but deliver me, oh God. Uh, one more time, uh, you lifted me up uh, from the miry clay. Uh, you delivered me uh, from the mess I made. Uh, oh God, you are the restorer of my faith. Hallelujah. And here's our word. When God lifts you up, when he lifts you up, he gives us Verse 3, uh, Jamario, that's my young man. Ha! He said, I just play music. Uh, verse 3, uh, he put a new song in my mouth. Uh, a song of praises to God. Uh, beloved God will put a new song uh, in your heart. Uh, somebody said that was some old songs we sang this morning. Uh, ha! Those were some hymns uh, that we sang this morning uh, at the cross. I can't, I don't remember, so I'm going to make them up. At the cross, uh, at the cross, uh, where I first saw the Lord uh, and the burdens of my heart rode away. Uh, I know it's an old song, uh, but God can make an old song new. Uh, yeah, God can take that old song uh, that you've been singing for years uh, and he can make it new. Uh, doesn't the Bible say that all things will pass away uh, and all things will become new. Uh, let's look at this concept here for just a moment. Uh, new, uh, new. Some things are new uh, because they've never existed before. Mm. But with God, nothing gets old. With God, nothing deteriorates. Everything is eternally new. When God delivers you, you will be singing a new song. You may have sang it in the past, but when he delivers you, when he lifts you up out of that pit, that song will mean more than it's ever meant before you'll be singing the song his mercies are new every morning I know I had a mercy yesterday but this mercy I have today is not like yesterday this is a new mercy his faithfulness is new every morning I know I've been saved by grace but now when I look back over my life I can't help but say amazing grace how sweet the sound I should not be here I should have been lost in my sins but all oh, the grace of God God will give you a new song Jesus paid it all and all to him I know 
Hallelujah. His mercy is better than life. It's a new song. Love. I saw the hands that lifted me from the pit. It was love. What kind of love is this? There were wounds in the hands. When I got a vision of his feet, there were wounds in his feet. When I got a vision of his side, there was a wound in his side. There was a crown. There were wounds on his forehead from the crown. It was love that lifted me. He died in my place. He delivered me at the cross. And now all of my deliverance, it comes from the cross. A new song. Hallelujah. Why we got to sing? <laughs> it's not all about you. God is giving you a new song. So that you can bless others. Uh, how my song? I can't even sing. I'm all off tune. Uh, the world is looking at you and the world is watching you. The world is seeing what you're going through. Uh, the world watched you when you were in your pit uh, and you were not grumbling or complaining. Uh, the world was watching you while you were in your pit uh, and you did not let go of God's unchanging hand. Uh, the world was watching you when you were in your pit uh, and you never let go of your faith uh, when you come out of your pit uh, singing a new song uh, it's going to cause the world to say that must be real look what she went through and she still got her faith that's how the world comes to Christ is by watching how you respond to your problems I'm almost done but I've got to go to verses 12 and 13 David is saying now you asked me to testify I'm not ready to stop testifying but I've got a sad story to tell you uh, because uh, verses 12 and 13 uh, I'm back in the pit and in fact I'm back in the same pit that God just lifted me out of uh, I was minding my own business uh, singing my new song uh, wasn't bothering nobody uh, but now I'm back in the same pit uh, that God just delivered me from uh, it says for evils uh, have come past me beyond number my iniquities have overtaken me and I cannot see they are more than the hairs of my head my very heart fails me oh my God deliver me make haste listen to me beloved David is celebrating his past deliverance I know you are back in the same place where God has brought you through I know that that you're waiting on God once again. Just remind God of his promises. You brought me out before and you're going to bring me out again. I remember what you did when it was beyond my control and you worked a miracle. Don't get discouraged. 
because you are back in a pit again. Just know that that pit does not form your praise. In fact, if you'll praise God while you're in the pit, you'll go from the pit to the pinnacle of praise. Just tell God, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Let God know that the pit does not define your praise. What's going on around me does not define my praise. I can remember what a good God is. I can remember what he's done in the past. And now I'm singing a new song, but I'm singing a new song in an old pit because God gave me the song when I came out of the pit in the past and the song never left and I know that I know that I know that God is greater than the pit hallelujah we will focus on the Lord we will focus on his goodness we will focus on Calvary. David gave a prophecy in the middle of this 40th division of Psalms that the Messiah would come and deliver all. But now we look back and we are going to remember today Calvary 2,000 years ago. It's a historical fact. In other words, whatever you need to happen uh, was solved at the cross. Uh, whatever deliverance you need to come was solved at the cross. Uh, when Jesus said it is finished, uh, all that needed to happen for your redemption uh, has already taken place. And because of that, uh, we have mind-boggling joy. Isn't it good? Hallelujah. I look back at Calvary. If you have not received Jesus Christ within the sound of my voice on this podcast, if you have not repented of your sins, we invite you to do so now. Pray this simple prayer with me, dear Jesus. I am a sinner. I've done many things that don't please you. I've lived my life for myself only. I'm sorry and I repent. I ask you to forgive me. I believe that you died on the cross for me to save me. You did what I could not do for myself. I come to you now and ask you to take control of my life. I give it to you from this day forward. Help me to live every day in a way that pleases you. If you prayed that simple prayer with me, feel free to contact me at 231-349-1046 so we can explain to you the first steps of salvation. God bless you.